Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth, here is Steve Gregory. It's a little chilly today, Jeff, ladies and gentlemen. A little chilly. If it's double digits minus, it's chilly. I would, I, I I'm, I'm just a little thrown off right now to start oh, the here, show. Here comes the Mexico line. No, 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 no. no, 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 no I know no, which line is coming. I know. It's, I it has nothing know. to do with breakfast because Frank finally bought the tea. My, my green tea tastes much better when it's bought by Frank because it never happens, but that's not what I was saying. But you've never bought him a lollipop. Oh, he bought me a lollipop. Yes. <laughs> well, he, sorry. He bought Petra. No, I lollipop. bought it for you, but you're going to give it to Petra and get the credit for it. Yes, <laughs> I am. Yes. She's probably listening, so she knows it's now co- not coming for me, but. I, I, I wanted just, that to happen. That was purpose, I, by the way. I, we need to change the intro because it says Frank Napolitano with Paul Rushforth and Steve Gregor. It should say Paul Rushforth invited Frank on his show is what it should say. And it's, we have to change that. Uh, you're, okay. getting, you're getting closer. It's the Ladies and gentlemen, this is not the comedy hour. <laughs> it's, it's the Steve Gregory show yes. with, with us. Yes. And then yes. we'll alternate your names. Yes. Why not? Why not? Uh, Anyways, that's how I had, what wanted, that's how I wanted to start the show. But now we can get into the real, you know, nuts and bolts of, of the real estate and mortgage market. Hey, yeah. if you're looking at an older home, today is the day to look at them. You want to check those windows? Today is it. Yeah, it's it's you know every any draft, any you see any frost on those windows, you yeah. got trouble. Yeah, and every season has its challenges, right? And you know now we're in freezing season, and yeah, the, the older homes, even some of the newer homes. I mean. You know, no offense to builders, but I mean, most builders are building with the cheapest product they can possibly get. And, you know, so there's a lot of new homes too that have drafts and have window issues and stuff like that. But yeah, this is the, the time of year. I mean, you know, we talk about spring with the, you know, the leaking with thawing and stuff like that. That's, that's the time to look at foundations. This is the time to look at things like windows and drafts and, you know, how much energy you're actually losing with, with old windows. And you notice it right away. I mean, you walk next to a wall, an exterior wall. And if your feet are cold, yeah, at least you know what you're getting. Well, you mentioned it. If you see sort of frost, like I know at my office right now in the East End, I have one of my doors that's always has frost around it, and I know there's an issue there that needs to be corrected. But so if you if you see windows or doors that you know have frost on, sort of on the edging of them, you, you have a draft problem. You definitely have a draft problem. And with this cold weather, this is how you're gonna you know understand what uh, what homes have good windows and what homes don't have good windows and how much energy and heat you're actually losing in that property. And are more and more of those homes getting listed now? Well, we're still, so we are really, really, really low for listings right now. We're under 3,000 listings on the market, which is, you know, usually we're at, you know, uh, last few weeks we were at, well, let's not even talk about January, but when we look at December, we still had, you know, 35, 3,700 homes on the market. We're under three right now. And I'm not surprised because I think a lot of people are holding off listing their property. They're sort of waiting for that so-called spring market, even though we're already in our spring market. And I think there's a lot of people that are actually waiting for uh, January 24th for that rate announcement to see what's going to happen. If they're going to say, is it going to stay flat? Are we going to reduce the the, the rates? Uh, is the market going to start to take off? I think for, you know, I'll let Frank comment on the mortgage part, but um, I, you know, I, I personally think we're going to have a flat announcement, um, which still will be encouraging. I believe in this market that people will see that as a sign of encouragement, knowing that most likely we are dropping this year, potentially a point, maybe a point and a half off, off the rates. hundred percent of forecasters are saying it's going to be staying exactly where it is, right? On Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. But that was always the case. I mean, the, even though know. the, even though inflation went up, 
Went up a little bit, but again, I mean, I think that, you know, just like when it comes down, you don't react based on one month's data. So we've had some some declining months, and now we had one with an increase where, uh, again, it all it takes is one or two of those items to go the other way, and inflation number changes one way or the other. So we saw oil prices go up year over year. Therefore, we saw the inflation, food still a little bit elevated, obviously shelter costs are elevated. Looking at the... Uh, I was on a flight coming back from Toronto yesterday and speaking to a gentleman who is from Canada but has been working in Hong Kong for the last 10 years. And I said to him, you know, I asked him, I said, so what's living like in Hong Kong? He goes, shelter, really expensive. Everything else, inexpensive. But shelter, I said, what do you think a one-bedroom apartment in Ottawa goes for now, renting? I don't know, what, thirteen, fourteen hundred? I said, nope, yeah, nope. over 2000 He goes, yeah. what? Yeah. That's getting as bad as down there. I said, yeah, that's that's exactly where we're heading. But that has a big fact. That alone itself, the shelter, is one of the biggest factors on the inflation number right now. Well, rent prices are up 7.7% a year. Yeah. yeah. Rent's insane right now. Yeah. So you're looking at that. Now we have another month. Bank of Canada, if you remember, last January increased by a quarter point. So we've got another month of data that's going to come out where the inflation number may not do much because a shelter will keep it elevated. The interesting number will be in March when the data comes out in March. Now, March 6th is the next Bank of Canada announcement. So, again, not 100% will probably tell you they're probably not going to move one way or the other then. Even though inflation might even go up another tick, uh, you know, in February, when we get the report in February for January. But as we get closer to March, more and more mortgages are coming due. That's the problem. So, we're seeing the shelter costs continue to be elevated. Um, and that's the concern that a lot of people have is the fact that so the shelter cost should come down because the Bank of Canada pretty well stopped raising. We're going to go through it again in June and July when they increase by another quarter point. But it's all the renewals that are coming up throughout 2024 and into 2025. And, you know, that's the concern. And our economy, like most economists have said, listen, we're probably going to have a mild recession the first half of 2024. But we've actually been in a recession for the last eight months. It feels like we've been. The only reason that the numbers have been skewed is because of the population growth that we've had in Canada. So the numbers are skewed because of that. But if you really talk to the average family and what they're going through, they feel like they've been in a recession. They're holding back on so many things that they never thought they would have to hold back on. So, Well, we, we've, we've said it actually through COVID though, people were spending like crazy because they had so much discretionary money. Whereas we're saving like crazy. <clears throat> they're saving like crazy, yeah, yeah. but they're also spending like crazy, right? Like we were saving on things like no, not going on vacations, gas, because people were Yeah, but we didn't home. spend until we came out of COVID. Then it went ballistic. Well, then yeah. it went ballistic because we saw the prices of houses go skyrocket, rates super low. So let's go spend what, we, what, we've, what we've made and saved over this COVID period. And I think there's a lot of people that are kicking themselves now because they need that money right now. And there's not a lot of money out there for people. Or people that didn't lock in. And listen, I mean- you know, a lot of us got fooled, myself included, by Tiff Macklem, who proclaimed that interest rates would remain low for a very, very long time. So Until now. Yeah, I think it is <laughs> yeah. 2024. Is it's 2024, yeah. yeah. A lot of Canadians took that as we got three, four years of low interest rates, and they went, and they went above and beyond what they maybe should have. But they did it because they listened to somebody of authority who controls what happens with interest rates, and, you know, they listened to him, and as did most of us. I what mean, in hindsight, the- I wish I, I can turn the clock back two years and tell everybody, lock in. Yeah. yeah. Take your variables and lock in. Just well, lock them in. What was in the place. qualifying rate five years ago? Five and a four, three quarters to five and a quarter. So you're still ahead because you can get a mortgage for less than five. Well, it's not, but 
Okay, so people, we qualify them based on that four and three quarters, five and a quarter, but that's not a realistic number. If you had said to people who were buying houses at that time, listen, I'm qualifying you at four and three quarters, so your mortgage payment would be $3,000 instead of with the interest rate you're getting, it's $2,000. If if they had to make $3,000 payments, they would say to you, I don't know that I can afford $3,000 payments. I can afford $2,000 payments. I can't afford $3,000 payments. That's the problem with the qualifying versus reality, which is the rate you get. We've we've seen more than ever than I've ever seen. I've been in real estate now 20 years, and I really haven't seen this very often. Usually, once you're in home ownership, you're staying in home ownership. It's long term. Like yeah, it's long term. But once you get once you can afford to get that mortgage, you can always afford to keep that home. Because it's usually toughest the first five years. Your first five years is always your toughest. What we're seeing now is people that have been in home ownership for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, are, they can't afford it anymore. And they're coming out of home ownership, which is obviously driving them into the rental, rental market, which is increasing the rental rates. But I think once they start dropping rates and we can get some first-time home buyers into the market, I think the rent rates will start to become very stagnant. We won't see skyrocketing rent rates because people can then afford to get back into the market. But, but the good news down, well, they're, they're, they'll never go down. Like you don't rent something for twenty five hundred, then all of a sudden two years later it's now only two thousand. Like it's it's there's the benchmark. You, you, the benchmark is now twenty five hundred. So it can only go sideways or up. And uh, but I do believe it's going to become very stagnant when we get more people into the market because right now there's a lot of people in that rental market that should be, could be, or would have been in the real estate game and, and ownership, uh, and they're just not yet. Uh, and there's more and more not paying rent now. Well, the backlog is a year right now. If you want to get somebody out of your investment property, it's it's, it's a year. You well, can. guess who's listening to this? The tenants. Yeah. They're yeah. saying, we're struggling to make ends meet. You know what? We're going to put food on the table instead of paying the rent because it's going to take a year before they can do anything with us. So yeah. we, we A year before you here. get heard. Right. And then there's the time after that. You know what? I've never, I've always, always, always been someone who's, and you guys have heard me for 20 years talk about doors, 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 accumulate doors, get more doors, get more rentals. For the first time in my life, I'm actually contemplating selling doors because I've just, I just don't want tenants anymore. They're, it's a, it's a nightmare right now. And if you're going to sell, how far ahead do you have to plan to do that? Well, first of all, I wouldn't be selling right now because it's, you know, my, uh, sorry, I wouldn't be selling my rental property right now. Um, you know, I'm going to wait a little bit longer to see what goes on with the market, but you know, there's rent, the rental market is just so finicky right now. And you know, someone picking and and it's also rents. Like if you're going to sell it with a tenant in there, you better make sure you got some healthy rents. The problem is I've had tenants in there for so long that the rents aren't that healthy. It's, yeah. it's going to be a tougher sell because the What do you have to give them, 60 days notice? 60 days notice, yeah. 60, well, two full months. So you can't give them 60 days. So if it was like today, they don't move until April 1st. Like they get no, two yeah. full months, like, the month of February, the month of March. You got to keep in mind, that's if they're on month to month. Right, If right, you have right. someone signed to a, to a, you know, you one, a lease. one-year lease, you, you can sell your property, absolutely. But someone who's buying it has to keep them in there. Or so, you buy them out. Or you buy them out. Yeah. So there's ways you can get them out if you. If the you story want. I was reading, people are asking for like fifty grand to get out. Oh, it's like if, if you, you want me to leave, give me fifty thousand dollars. Are you kidding me? We've negotiated. We had a tenant who absolutely trashed our seller's property, like just trashed it, and we ended up having. I negotiated down to two months. They wanted like seven or eight months, and I negotiated down to two. So here it is: these hardworking people who own this this rental property have put all their blood, sweat, and equity into this rental property. Someone trashes it, and now they're giving them an incentive to wow. leave. And it's, you know, it's, it's, but the problem is in Ontario, 
and, and not. But they have to look at that again. Well, the, the tenants have all the rights. Like, I mean, I walked into one of my house, it was destroyed. And I said, clean this thing up. She's yeah. like, I don't want to. And she has, have, she she it's cause she doesn't have to. It's her pra- her place. Right? Having all the rights is one thing, but you got to be able to get them out if you if you know you can't wait a year to be heard. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. It's it's a it's a mess right now. Mess. Five two one talk. <clears throat> Excuse me. Five two one talk. Five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back on the Steve Gregory Show. <laughs> <laughs> We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. Let's go to the phones. Herb's been waiting for a long time. Live from Petawawa. How are you, Herb? Good. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. How is uh, downtown Petawawa today, Herb? It's booming metropolis here. There we go. Metropolis. There we go. Uh, all right, so my bank has started reaching out to me. My uh, mortgage is coming due in May, uh, at the end of May, so June 1st. And they're looking for me to sign on again, of course. My current rate is... Nope, nope. Did we lose them? Herb, nope. you still there? Yeah, we missed you. Your current rate is what? Oh, Herb, Herb, you must be going wow. through a dead zone in Petawawa. Oh. 3.3... Can you hear me now? Oh, there, you're back. All right, I'm going to pull over here. So 3.34, and they're offering me 4.84 for a five-year close. Yeah, who's the lender? BMO. Yeah, so again, it's a good rate for today, but your mortgage is up when? May. In May? May Yeah, May, end of May. Chances are pretty good that the rate should be more competitive once we arrive in May, according to what most economists are predicting. So I certainly wouldn't be in a rush to renew it because I'm sure, and I don't know if they tell you, they make you feel like you got that rate guaranteed until May, but what they're looking for you to do is to start the 4.84 today and give up your 3.34, which I think makes absolutely no sense for the next four months. Yeah, I would. I, I agree with Frank. I would hold off. I wouldn't be signing anything right now because there's a very good chance that the rates might be actually down at that point. Okay. So that's what I told him. I told him to give me a call back in the mid-May because it's uh, actually for June because if I was to sign now, it would cost me about 5800 extra just in interest from now till then. Yeah. So Yeah, so where, and, where's that in your interest, you know? Yeah, and they are saying, oh, no, the, the rate is, is daily now, so it could change tomorrow if you don't do it today. Well, they're yeah. not wrong. They're absolutely not wrong, yeah. but the bottom line is the likelihood of rates going up is probably slim, or at least according to, again, what most economists predict. It's pretty slim. So if the likelihood of rates going up is slim, why would you give up a 3.34 for an additional four months? That absolutely makes no financial sense in my world. Yeah, if we if we were in an environment where there was a chance and a very good chance rates were going up, then you know Frank would probably be telling you absolutely jump on that. But we're in an environment where the rates are going the other way, you know, and all the which is why the banks are calling. Which is why the banks are calling. If they can lock you in at today's rates, and you know potentially, you know potentially that's what you're going to get in May, but you're most likely potentially getting something lower. Well, there's two reasons the banks are calling. Number one, ideally, they want to keep you for another five years. But that's not the main reason. The main reason is if they get you out of 3.34 and they put you into the higher rate, well, they make uh, a little bit of extra revenue for that next four-month period. Now, multiplied by the thousands and thousands of other mortgages, that's the way they increase their profit right there. 
Yeah. So don't fall for it. Yeah. So moral of the story is don't sign yet. Yeah. Moral of the story <laughs> I, is, I would, I'd wait. is tell your bank, I have to talk to Frank in April. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to call Frank for Mortgage Brokers Ottawa, and then I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Herb, I'm curious. Do you drive a Beetle with number 53 on the side? Uh, no. <laughs> a Tesla. Uh, oh, so do I. No. Hey, we're on the same page. Oh, on here, that we one. Here, we here we go. Here we go. Here we go with our electric you vehicles. At home. You don't yeah, wait here for we go. chargers, right? We know I, you're both electrified. <laughs> I did tell the bank I was calling you, and they went on your website uh, to see what your best rate was. So and they that's did. what they used to yeah. give you that rate. Yeah. Yep. So, so Frank, so Frank did the work for them, is what you're saying. <laughs> Not oh, the that's first good. time won't be the last. At like least. it's a lot of times people will call me and say, "Hey Frank, what's your best rate?" And at, what I don't like is when they say, "Can you put it in writing?" So I got to do work for you. No, no, no. Just tell them to go on the website yeah. because yeah. that's the way they'll know. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. I guess I'll call you in three months. Thanks, Herb. Yeah, call. Uh, I, I would say for anybody that's got a mortgage maturing, I mean, I mean, you can start the process four months in advance, but reality is probably need anywhere between four to six weeks to make it all for all the paperwork to happen. So if your maturity would be the end of May, I would say towards the middle of April, 10th of April is the best time to call. And from there, we'll see where rates are at. Okay, perfect. All right. Enjoy Thank downtown you. Petawawa, Herb. Thanks, Herb. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. Four to six weeks. To get all the paperwork done. And the old days was what? Yeah, a couple of weeks. But now keep in mind, I mean, we've got, uh, you know, we got the spring market, which may be really busy. And the other part, you know, we talk about profits. The employment at the banks is significantly less than what it used to be. They're trying to do more with less so that they make more money. So Who is that's it? the one thing. And, you know, I met with the VP um of a lender yesterday morning, and I had uh, coffee with him yesterday morning, and he said, Frank, I can't find good staff. Like, I just can't. I'm just, we're desperate. We're finding anybody. People don't want to work today. People either want to work from home. They don't want to come to the office. Training is so hard to get them trained. Uh, You know, they do Teams calls training, and, uh, you know, some people try to turn their cameras off, and they say, nope, cameras are mandatory, and and they could see people falling asleep. Like, it's... Uh, you know, people that they hired, and, and here they are training them, and they're on camera, and their eyes are closed the whole time. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it, it's crazy. So, Well, people working from home down to 20% now from 40. Yeah, it's... Feels it's, like it on the roads. Yeah. Oh, no, but it's down. It's down. It's, it's, yeah, but it's still, No, that's my point. It still feels like it on the roads yeah. that there's more people coming to work, yeah. even though there's less people coming to work. I'm happy to hear that. I'm I'm really happy to hear that. I know I can just talk about my. I, I bring it up because I know you enjoy this. Yeah, well, my personal situation is I want my people back at work. It's just plain and simple. It's you know other other employers have different things that they want. I know that my company is more functional and 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 the metrics are better when people come to work. And you know you know what it's also you can have a good hybrid model. Like you I, could absolutely. I think twenty twenty four is about a hybrid model. Yep. Not you can't be nope. It's this way or not because you're going to lose good employees. So. You know, a lot of people today are looking for jobs that gives them that flexibility, and they're likely to take a little bit less to work somewhere that gives them flexibility versus making more and not having that flexibility. The flexibility as as, that was non-existent three years ago. Exactly. Right. But but here's the thing. If you're in a job that relies on metrics, not a problem. If those metrics are starting to fail, you better get I back agree. to the office. Right? Totally agree. Like the, anyone in my company that's, that is, is still in that stuck from working from home mentality, if their metrics are down, you're coming back to work. Yeah. You know, like there's a reason your metrics are down. Are some up though? Uh, yeah, yeah, some are. So that's good. Yeah. But how much of it is related to the market? Like <clears throat> you know, you got to take that into account, right? Yeah. Well, listen, uh, to a degree. Yeah. To a degree, but like I, I'm not going to blame the market on 
any results that we do, I'm going to blame our, 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 our staff. But if there's no first time home buyers, or... I mean, we can acknowledge the first time home buyers are sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. but you got to a big part of your metrics. I you got to get your share, though. You can get your share, but that's a big part of I your... prefer to get my unfair share. <laughs> well, I, I, I think we both do as companies. Every company, you know, strives for that. But at the end of the day, you know, you, you also have to acknowledge what the market is telling you right now. And it's telling us that investors are out. You know, you talked about getting rid of some doors. Well, I think there's a lot of people that think the same way as you. They don't want to deal with tenants anymore. It's it's supposed to be the right thing to do. You buy properties. They appreciate in value. The tenant pays your mortgage. It's supposed to be that way. But the rules now have changed where the tenant has way more rights than the owner of the property. And for some people, they just don't want that headache at all, period. So it's it's been worse. It's been worse now than it's ever been since, since COVID started. You know, I've been I've owned multiple um, um multiple rental properties for years and years and years. And it's never been a problem. And I'm lucky. I do have some phenomenal tenants. So I'm very, very lucky, but I do understand if they want to do whatever they want to my house, I've got no say over it. You know, like it's just, you have no say. And that's where it's hard because I know how hard I've worked to accumulate. You know what? If that that continues though, where, where people are stopping to pay their rent, there's going to be fewer rental properties because all these investors are going to sell these homes and they're not going to sell them as investment properties with interest rates where they are. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, it, it all started when Ford came out, uh, it was a year and a half ago or two years ago, and basically said, I know Canadians are struggling right now, and a lot of people are out of work because of COVID. So if you're a renter, yeah, don't pay your rent if you don't want to. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, people even with solid jobs were not paying their rent. You know, like I had one of my commercial tenants decide they didn't want to, pay their rent, even though they're a billion dollar company, they just didn't want to pay their rent. You know, it's just so that when he came out and said that, that's where everything went downhill because, because people weren't honest. Some were, some were, listen, some were out of work. They were starving. They couldn't afford to pay their rent. I can understand that. But, hey, but the landlords were in the same keep, boat. Keep in mind, the <laughs> landlord's in the same boat. Like it doesn't mean the landlord's rich because they own an investment property. It yeah. means they were smart with their money. Yeah. So it was tough timing. But anyways, that's a rant. <laughs> Whenever I want to crank these guys up, I talk about a few things. With Frank, I talk about unemployment. With Paul, it's working from home and rent. <laughs> on the other side of the, let's talk about what this government did to small businesses. On the other side of the break, five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the show. You had something to say, Mr. Napolitano? Yeah, my disappointment in our government and what they did to small businesses this week where... You, you, know, you don't even have to say small businesses. Just say just, how disappointed I am in the government. <laughs> yeah, but, but specifically with small businesses because here's corporations that are recording record profits. These big companies are laying thousands of people off. And recording bigger profits than ever, including the big banks, including all these major corporations that are out there. Corporate profits have never been as high as they are today across the board, across the world. And here we are, small businesses that were shut down needlessly because of our poor health system, not because of the pandemic, but because our I, I believe our health system wasn't capable of handling anybody that got COVID. So therefore, they shut these businesses down. They gave them loans to stay afloat and they haven't yet recovered. And here we are telling them that if they don't pay it back by last Thursday, 
that $20,000 is not forgiven anymore. I personally extremely disappointed that they did that because we're going to see a lot of small businesses who are the heartbeat of our economy. Go we're going to see business. a whole bunch of them go under because of it. Yeah. And that is so disappointing because these are hardworking people who went through worse times than ever, tried to stay afloat, did everything, sacrificed everything, and here they are being penalized, which absolutely disappoints me to no end. 100% agree with you. I, I was very disappointed in that as well. I mean, because most most small businesses are just starting to recover a tad bit right now. Like They, they still have a long way to go. And to, to force him to, to pay that back right now, like, why not give him another year? And the arrogance of him to come out and say, well, we need to stop. We need to end this pandemic, all the pandemic things that we did. It's like, are you kidding me? All the, all the controversy you have, all the conflicts you have, and this is who you're penalizing? It's so disappointing. It you know, really I, I always said as we were going through COVID, and this is not to uh, ever uh, disregard the actual health crisis that we went through. But I always said the financial crisis that's going to come out of this is going to be greater than the health crisis. There's so many companies and so many people. You know, I look at all the- well, how many went bankrupt, Jerry? Oh, I, I, I think of all the, the, the wonderful, small, little restaurants that I used to, you know, go to for lunches and dinners and that are just gone. You know, I, I think of the, this young, uh, really, really nice Vietnamese couple that had this- awesome full restaurant right beside my office and they worked their tail off. They never went on vacation. They worked 24 seven gone, just gone. You know, and it's, it's the, 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 the financial crisis that came out of COVID is still crippling a lot of people. And it's sad to see that now they're saying, you know, I know you were crippled through this. We shut you down like 18 different times. You weren't able to make an income. You've lost your business or about to lose your business or may lose your business we gave you that loan, and I know you're slowly recovering, but we want our money back now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's... Give them a chance. Give them a chance. Give them a chance to get some profits going and to actually feel like they, they, they have a nest egg again before they have to pay that back. Because there's a lot of businesses that took that, what was it, 40 grand? Yeah, so you got 60, and, and if you did it by, by Thursday, you only had to pay, pay back the 20. 40. You had yeah. 20. Well, while they had one that was 40, the first lockdown was 40, and if you paid it back, it would... 30 so you'd make 10 and then when they locked down numerous other times they said we better help them again so they did another 20 which 10 was forgivable if you paid it back and and, keep and the irony is the people that couldn't get to that date now have to pay that extra 20,000 yes. on top of what they can't afford already but think, right. but, think, but think of Steve think of the ripple effect on everything right so that business now that has to pay that back I, I don't know the number, but I'm going to estimate maybe 30, 40, 50% are probably not going to be able to be in business anymore yeah. because they can't pay that back. So now what happens? They're not in business anymore. What about the landlord that owns that building that has no tenant in there now? Uh, what about the taxes they were paying? Right? They're in trouble now. So then now you got the landlords in trouble. You have businesses in trouble. And I just think it's a, it's a, it's a ripple effect that if the government could have said, guys, I understand that you're just not on your feet just yet. So why don't we extend that for another year to give you a chance to make make up a little bit more money? Because uh, I, I I guess I agree with Frank. I, I I would be shocked if every one of those businesses stayed in business after having to pay that back. Well, they won't. Uh, no. A lot of them have said we're going to just shut our doors. I mean, it, which it's is going to be so bad for the can't. economy. Of course, so it is. bad. You got people out of work. If they want the economy to suck, you got people out of work. <laughs> Again, here's an example where you know we talked about <clears throat> metrics and whether you work from home, whether you work. You know, at the office, you need metrics. I think it's time for a government to have metrics. Listen, they make all these promises, then they walk <laughs> away from them, and they get voted because of these promises. 
I think it's time, and I think Canadians would like that if you set metrics, you don't meet those metrics, no different than a than a public or a private company. You failed. You're gone. You failed. Let's get another election. You've got 18 months to to do what you promised. And if you don't, let's have another election. Let the Canadians, let the voters decide whether they want to keep you. I wonder if this date would have been extended if it was an election year. Hmm. Oh, of course it Hmm. would have been extended. Of course. Just ask. But, you know, we're we're almost getting to that time now where all these fake promises are going to come out again. Right? Like elections coming up in another year. And we're going to start hearing about we're going to bring this in and we're going to bring that in. And I agree with Frank. When they don't do it, where's the metrics? Where's the repercussions? Where's the penalties for not doing what they promised they would do? Because there's a lot of people that vote on a party based on what they actually say they're going to do. And, you know, it's all hogwash, most of it. And it's, Every election seems to be getting <clears throat> worse and worse on buying voters. Buying voters, yeah, and telling you this is what we're going to do. We're not really going to do it, but we're, we're going to bu- give you this. We're, we're going to buy you your this. vote, yeah. So it's With your money. I mean, we're not talking about, this is not a government show, but at the same time, it, they've let down a lot of people. Well, what do you think happened with the carbon tax in the Maritimes? That was all buying votes. Yep. You you think that was from the bottom of his heart to help Maritimers? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, but we're rich this week. We got our rebates. Huh. I don't know. You see one? I didn't. I didn't see <laughs> what rebate? Oh, yeah, it goes in automatically. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. There we go. Family of four, I think, gets a little over 200 Yeah. Well, yeah, but you're paying... Six hundred, yeah, exactly. uh, carbon taxes. Like well, you're paying we'll yourself. It all depends how much you, how much gas you're putting in. You probably did all right, although wow. although with your big mansion, you probably no, maybe I don't broke have a even. Big mansion. I got a <laughs> moderate, modest home. I'm not I'm not the big mansion. He guy, might be so. the mayor of Stittsville, but he doesn't have a mansion. I do not. I have a nineteen hundred square foot home, which is just enough. Speaking well, of mansions, million dollar home sales were down last year. Big surprise. Last year, for sure, because the year before, everything was a million dollars. Yeah. There was still a lot of million-dollar homes sold, though. There was a ton of million-dollar homes. Yeah. I mean, 1,263. Yeah, which is still more than I, you know, if, if you had to ask me how, how many homes you think sold over a million, I would have said three, 400. I wouldn't have said 1,260, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, but keep in mind, keep in mind, the year before, there was most homes. Everything was a million bucks. Most things were a million oh, plus. I agree. So, so we I definitely, agree. We're, we're bound to drop. We're definitely bound to drop because prices have come down. But I did a... I was looking at some properties for a client the other day, and I was going back to like 2012, 13, 14. I was looking at some of the prices and what's sold, and and I'm looking at these gorgeous, massive, you know, four thirty four hundred square foot homes with a pool and a finished basement, and they're like three seventy five, and you know now they're a million dollars, and I'm just looking at the prices, going, my, why didn't I buy way more houses back then? So last year we sold two properties for over four million. And two properties over six million. Yeah, little, what can you get in Ottawa for six million? I bet it's a nice house. There, you know what? You'd be surprised that there's a number of properties. Like I love to do searches, and I and I put in you know two million plus. There might be seventieth properties, but three million plus. There's still quite a few properties that that four, five, six, seven million dollar range. Um, and you know we're talking mainly Rockcliffe uh, is where you're. Manatech is getting big. Manatech, yeah, yeah. Manatech on the water is getting some, but they've always been, you yeah. know, always been the million dollar range. But yeah, it's it's interesting some of the properties out there that are a million plus, and it's you know in 2022, like I said, almost every property was a million plus, and uh, you know 2023 obviously we saw a drop, but there's still like I said over 1,200. Uh, uh, was it 1,200? Yeah, over 1,200. Over 1,200 million dollar plus homes and. 
you know, I think over this year we'll probably increase a little bit. And then 2025, I think, is going to be a very robust year as well, mainly because rates are going to be down and it's an election year full of broken promises. And, you know, so rates are definitely going to be, be coming down. And I think 2025 is going to be a very, very, very solid year. I hate to these, give some bad like, news, though, when it comes to rates, but the bond market went up a quarter of a point this week, basically on news from down south. They control what happens with the bond markets. So when their economy comes up with robust numbers like it did this week, unfortunately, the bond market not only in the U.S. went up, but it, it follows in Canada too. So, you know, we saw that lender come all the way down to 489 for us. Now, you know, when I was talking to him yesterday, he said, Frank, I may have to raise rates on Monday back above 5%, which is disappointing. But, you know, I, I want to say to listeners – this is going to be ongoing for the next three or four months. I think we're going to see a little bit of a roller coaster ride, but I think once we get over that hump, and I think it'll be in April, then I think we'll start to see steady declines. But until then, we probably got two or three months of a little bit of roller coaster rides because the U.S. economy is still doing much better than the Canadian economy is. But the bond markets take more information from the U.S. than they do from Canada. So, therefore, they're more impacted based on U.S. news than Canadian news. But even with that news, I, I, just, I feel like, I mean, we're going to be well up what we did last January. I feel like it's the market has somewhat corrected and shifted a little bit. I mean, Greg, you can tell me you're you're on the road, you know, listing all these or taking all these photos and stuff like that. Do you feel you're busier at the start of this year than you were last year? Not the first week, but the last couple of weeks have been been busy and some really really nice listings coming on too. Like Good. like people are really it's it, last year was a lot of people that were really in a tough position and and being f- kind of forced to sell. We were kind of getting into that in the end of the year. I think people are, as Frank was saying, like a little more settled into the market now and some beautiful listings coming up and yeah. you know, because they want, they're choosing to, they want to. More yeah. optimistic now. Yes, 100%. I, I, and I think so. And we're starting to see the, the market start to pick up. I mean, uh, I get all the feedback on all our properties and, you know, a, a good chunk of the feedback are coming actually from my own agents. So we're, we're getting a lot of leads on our listings, which is good news because for a while, the phone wasn't ringing very often. It was a it was a very very quiet 2023. And actually, I sat down with my accountant the other day, and he's like, "Like I looked at your revenues from 21, 22. Why is 2023 so bad?" And I'm like, "It was just a really tough year." You know what I think it is? What working from home? Oh, don't get me st- <laughs> You do this on purpose. You rile me up on purpose, Stephen. So five, easy. <laughs> five two one talk. Five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Welcome back with Paul Rushforth and Frank DiPolitano. This is Steve Gregory. We were talking about... Uh, well, bad news. We, we've had a lot of... But we're, we're a realistic well, show. Well, did, no, no. Did, did no, you no. just get interrupted? <laughs> yes. We're a realistic show, though. I mean, we say it like it is. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. Never. You know, the real estate numbers are the real estate numbers. There's been some struggles in 2023. It's been hard for first-time homebuyers to get into the market. It's been tough for investors to even think about it. Never mind, you know, they cash flow negative. But the one thing I want to say, let's put some good news in there. Listen, you know, you were saying earlier there's people that bought homes, you know, 10, 15, 20 years can't afford it. 
the one thing they have to acknowledge is that they've got more equity than they ever imagined they would in that time frame. Absolutely. Like crazy, crazy number of equity. And I had, you know, I, I get clients that call me all the time and they're disappointed that their interest rate's going up two points. But I, I, I always emphasize with them, listen, you know, you bought your house five years ago with 5% down. You now have 40% equity in your home in a short five-year period. We can reamortize your mortgage now and keep your payments fairly similar to where you are. You're still way ahead. And you're way ahead, and it's tax-free savings. It's yeah. Your home is your one item that you don't pay tax on when you make money. So you know, be happy about that, and don't, don't let the bad news. We tend to let the bad news bring yeah. us down, and we forget about some of the good things we've done. Uh, where in many cases, I mean, I think for most first-time home buyers, and I think that you know, you'll talk to that bought a house five years that maybe are ready to progress – you can you can emphasize with them. Listen, you bought this house for three seventy five. You're now selling it for six hundred and fifty. I had a I had a client event this week, and I'll let you speak in a second, Steve. <laughs> but I had a client event this week, and I was talking to somebody who's we've had their house listed, and we weren't able to sell it. They're coming back on the market very shortly, and we're going to put it up for sale again. And I was saying to them, they, they were disappointed how I said, you know, I I feel like we're a little high in price. I think we have to get the price down in order to get it sold and stuff like that. And they're him and on. They weren't happy about that. And I said, guys, I just want to let you know, like we're we're listed at eight ninety nine, so we're listed at nine hundred grand. If we didn't go through the crazy market we went through, I'd probably be talking to you about a six ninety nine list. And now we're talking about an eight ninety nine. So if we have to drop to eight fifty or eight seventy five or eight seventy or whatever to get your home sold. If we, if our Ottawa real estate market was on par with how we were over the last fifty six years when they started recording numbers, you, you would be wor- your house would be worth way less. We went through a crazy period, and you feel like you're losing a little money on your home, but you're actually not. You're way ahead of where you would have been in a normal market. So you're, now, not, you're not losing because you didn't sell then and you didn't buy then, right? Like you have to look at the day you yes. sell. How much money have I made from where I bought? If you st- if you call me and you bought in Jan, Feb, March, or April of 2022, we're going to have a, a tough conversation. We're yeah. definitely going to have a tough conversation. Yeah, you're, you're staying if you you're can. You're staying if you can. But if you bought 10 years ago, 8 years ago, 12 years ago, you're laughing. The market has had such a ramp up of, of pricing that you you should never be selling for what you're selling for. And we've had such an accumulation of, of value that it's it's just be happy. Even if we have to lower a little bit. To be happy where you are. Yeah. So, Steve, what were you going to talk about when you uh, about twenty when you, minutes ago when you're rudely interrupted <laughs> by Frank? So, go ahead, Stephen. See, 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 Paul, we don't need him. Go ahead, go ahead, Stephen. I was just going to. Hey, Frank, you, what about? Um, <laughs> so, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's. We were sorry, talking Steve. about all these million dollar homes. What's the average mortgage now? Oh, it's probably well. Again, if you're looking at renewals, so people I should have made my question longer. Yeah. <laughs> So people that have their mortgage renewing, like most of them are in the 200s, 300s, because well, when they bought their house five years ago, the average home was 400 and something probably. Yeah. So that's what the, and with the interest rates being lower, that's where they're at. Two years from now, when the mortgage renewals start coming, they're going to be four, five, six hundred thousand. So they're going to be significantly more because they bought during the pandemic when the house prices were elevated. So, so that's the difference. And that's why our numbers were down 20%. But the market itself, the mortgage market was down about 32%, but our numbers were down by 20%. So would we have liked to have stayed flat, not gone down yet? But we also associate a lot of that with what's happened with the market and the fact that we're dealing mostly with mortgage renewals, which are much less, and not with purchases because the interest rates are too high for people to buy. So when you started talking and Frank interrupted you and then he went on a tangent, 
And then I took over the mic and I went on a tangent and then we let you talk. And that was your question. That's that what we waited. That was, that's what we waited for. I, I, that was actually a good question. I tried, I tried to pick the least interesting question to make you guys look better. <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> well, jury's out on yeah, that. Yeah, jury's out on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Birthday's Frank. I got a couple of birthdays. Uh, Jeanette Oliver, who works on Lisa's team, celebrating her birthday today, actually. Jeff Adams, Lynn Clare, who's been with us since day one, and Ken Delipizzi uh, celebrated their birthday this week. And then I uh, want to give out um, uh, special thoughts and condolences to Mike Kapke's family, who his mom passed away on Sunday. So, oh, did not hear so, that. So um, condolences to Mike and his family. Oh, sorry to hear that. Sorry, Mike, condolences for sure. Um, I just have one. Obviously, I will not be on the show while you guys are sitting in the snow. I will be yes. sitting in the sand next week, and Dora will be in replacing me. So I Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you won't have any listeners now. But I do want to wish my beautiful daughter Taylor. She turns 22 on the 27th. Yeah, yeah wow. 20. I know. I was thinking about that. Like, wow. She was like nine when we started this show. I smell grandpa around the corner. I hope Paul, not. Paul, <laughs> I hope not yet. No, Paul, no, no. Paul, don't do math. Okay. It's okay. Tommy, she's 22, and I will tell you that she would have been six years old when we started the show, not oh. nine. Oh, we've been doing the show that long? 16 years. Wow. Oh, so, wow. Sorry, I was, off, I was off Just a few years. Back then, you guys used to, to let me. me talk, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and back then, I had no... Oh, a funny story before we get off the air. <laughs> I, I have this client event, and this lady walks in who hasn't seen me in 20 years. She's like, oh, Paul, nice to see you. You got old. <laughs> I was like, well, thanks. Nice to well, see you, too. Yeah. We, we noticed that just in the two years we didn't do the show in pandemic. He came back, and it's like, oh, my Lord, did he ever age. Oh, whatever. Have a good trip. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. Hey, support local business charities, especially now with, uh, with the government did. Yeah, what Frank said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>